This is the Rock and Roll Autopsy Podcast. I'm going to zap her again. Charge up the paddles. Come on, let's go, let's go. Sorry, Doctor. Hold the compressions. Clear. Straight line. Good evening and welcome to Rock and Roll Autops. We are the first. Forensic Files on your radio dial. My name is Scott, and have we got a great show for you tonight? No, we don't. Damn it, the phone is ringing again. It's the request line. All right, let's pick it up. WRNRA, East of the Rockies. Hey, Breather, what's going on, man? You've been doing squats? Because you want to tone up your gluteus maximus? Cool. There's nothing wrong with wanting a shapely behind. What do you mean you'd rather tone up your ass than talk out your ass like we do on our shitty podcast? Listen, you called the request line. Is there a song you'd like us to perform an autopsy on? Carolyn's Booty by the Presidents of the United States of America? You got it. All right, buckle up, gang. The subject of our rock and roll autopsy tonight will be Carolyn's Booty by minimalist rockers, the presidents of the United States of America. We'll get the show started after these very important messages from our sponsors. Pain is beautiful. Breathe and focus. So remember, mothers. Love your pain. Breathe, you sons of bitches. Who am I kidding? Pounding out a kid? Breathe. Hurts like hell. Push. All right, gang, we've got our intrepid rock and roll beat reporter Rico Burgundy on the line, seven-time Silver Sow Award winner. Rico, how the hell are you? Doing great, man. How are you? Man, I am ready to rock and roll, and I need some news. You know, if there's anything that amuses me in life, it's discussion of body functions you know i'm i will be more than happy to admit that um i'm probably going to be like emotionally 12 years old probably for the rest of my life um and i'm i'm okay with that so having said that our first item is going to be what happened during a sleep token concert you sent this to me um 
I'm fascinated by this. This is freaking hilarious. So Sleep Token, if anybody hasn't listened to Sleep Token yet, please go out and listen to them. They're they're a fascinating band. They they they're doing the you know hidden identity thing. Um, even though m- m- recently the uh, lead singer who goes by Vessel, his identity has come out because um, there are some people uh, in the London music scene that um, know the band that he was in beforehand. And there's I'm actually looking at a picture of him right now. His name's Leo Faulkner, by the way. But um, Sleep Token was doing a song, and Vessel was singing this. He was emoting these these this is a very uh soulful section of this song where i think it it was just keyboards and somebody had their phone and they were they were uh video video recording the whole thing and and there is a clear audible really wet fart that you can hear that it was and and people around the phone started laughing um and you know vessel kept going because honestly he was probably wearing in-ear monitors and probably didn't hear it and probably has no idea what happened maybe afterwards somebody told him but scott i have to talk about this as the first item because i love talking about farts farts are always funny and especially ones that are during a sleep token concert where other people can hear it this is amazing Rico, I have analyzed this clip like the goddamn Zapruder film and of like back into the left, back into the left. And <laughs> it had me crying and I had because it's in like this really delicate part of the song. Yes. <laughs> the best part is the audience reaction. <laughs> so. The other great part about it is just reading the comments and Twitter, and there is some debate as to the uh, credibility of this fart, whether or not it was a real fart or if someone was making fart sounds whenever they were there. Honestly, I don't care. It's funny either way. Um, I'm hoping that we get a confession or someone comes forth and owns the fart. Um, you know, admits it to the media, maybe does an interview where they do that thing where they like conceal their identity. <laughs> you get to where they do the blackout face in the yes. shadows. <laughs> I um, think it would be better if it was real. I- I'm hoping that it was real, um, but I'd be okay if it was fake. Just the fact that it happened was good for me. And, you know, it's always, I guess this is a good move to be a band that wears masks, you know, if there's going to be like the rancid stench of like T-Bell in the air (laughs) during your show. Do you think those masks have like those like uh, charcoal filters where the mouthpieces are so that they can filter out the stink? Well, not Vessel because he's got to sing. So he's the one that's got to suffer through it because you can't have the muffled vocals, right? I, I got to tell you, man, I have some days where I just spend the entire day in like fart stomach agony where I'm just holding yeah. back farts the entire day and I'm just bloated and uncomfortable every waking minute. So 
if I was at a concert and there was like reasonable crowd noise or music and I thought that I could get away with it, I mean, I might just let it go just to have some relief so I could be comfortable. You? Uh, I, I would totally do that. Um, I was going to ask you real quick before we move on. Have you ever purposefully farted in public like that? Well, I mean, like I said, if I think I can squeak one out, never to like draw attention to myself. And because obviously that was a quiet kind of somber moment of the song. That dude who let that out knew that everyone was going to hear it. There's no <laughs> way that he thought that was just going to be like a gentle squeaker. I mean, that was full on and it, it sounded wet. I mean, that it was did. it. It sounded it was very, very well done. So that was I'm a shark. It really was. And I'm hoping that. A, I hope it was bad enough that he had a little wetness in his pants. And and part B is I hope that he's going to identify himself, just like you said. <laughs> um, I'm really hoping that happens. Anyway, um, going along with this, you know, for every yin, there has to be a yang, right? Um, so so the yang to this story's yin is what happened at um, a a uh, Los Angeles Philharmonic performance just recently. Um Apparently, they were playing uh, Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony, and a very I've I've heard the audio. I sent you the audio. You heard the audio too. There is a very clearly audible, very loud, long woman's moan, in it, it during a very quiet part of the performance that most people are chalking up to a very magnanimous orgasm. So while dudes are shitting themselves, at least women have their 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 uh their mind in the right place. If they're gonna do something like that in public, at least it's gonna be right. So while we're shitting ourselves, women are having very clear, audible, gigantic orgasms during a Tchaikovsky performance. So I if that's really what happened, because that's kind of the way it's being reported, good on her, man. Amen propers to her for for rolling off that one during that performance i'm good with that well it, what's funny is I, I read the la i think it was the la times yeah. did, did the article on it yeah and they say that the band you know politely played on and it's almost as <laughs> if it's almost as if like there was this air of like you know i don't know like like they were just going to kind of like not only play on and ignore it, but almost accept and kind of in a way almost endorse it. Like, hey, this music is so moving so and good. so emotional that you know this this just might happen. Whereas conversely, if you're like a dude, <laughs> <laughs> let's say there's a dude in the audience at the same show. <laughs> who is so relaxed and in the moment because of the classical music that he just gets extra comfortable and just loses himself in the form of a long, exasperated, flatulent fart. No one in the paper the next day is going to be saying, and the band politely played on and everyone, you know, just carried on and, and basically endorsed this orgasm. No one would endorse a loud fart. And also in kind of like a semi-related story rico we literally like just a week ago had a rapper get misdemeanor indecent exposure on an airplane for like you know playing with his junk for beating off on an airplane um right this happened like the the rapper's name i think is designer 
And it yeah. just happened like a week ago. So, you know, one has to ask themselves, like, what's the difference other than just he's literally well, got if it, in if, his hand? If it's a girl, if it's a female, it's cool. Like if that female, if it's a if it's a dude, it's creepy. If it's a if it's a female, it's cool. So what happens is they're playing Tchaikovsky. The conductor's doing his business. He's got the baton or whatever the hell you call it in his hand, and a girl rolls one off really loud and audible and to your point if i was the conductor and i heard that i would almost want to give myself a pat on the back for that yes i would be like yes i caused that yes but if a dude rips a wet shit while i'm playing while i'm conducting tchaikovsky or if a dude rolls off with an orgasm in a concert during tchaikovsky not not only is that not gonna be as cool as if a female had an orgasm but it would be kind of creeperish and kind of gross too so there is a double standard females can have orgasms at orchestral concerts and dudes aren't allowed to apparently there's a dude also can't play with his junk in a, and a, a dude can't play with his junk in an airplane apparently that's the way it works there's also like this kind of like quietly unspoken understanding among people that it's just harder to get a woman to achieve orgasm than it is to have a man a man either fart or achieve his own orgasm. Yeah, right. And and how, so there how is a that? level of like you know of like you know you 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 beat the video game if you like get her to to get off right. <laughs> shit and what does that say about the dude who's with her that she could that she could probably get off during a tchaikovsky performance but he has trouble managing that on his own that's probably got to be a little damaging to his uh to his confidence don't you think it was probably the same guy who was at the sleep token concert. <laughs> Hey, one more quick one. Um, Eddie Van Halen, he, they, the, uh, they, not him, obviously, but his, uh, the Hot for Teacher guitar um, went on auction at Sotheby's, and it sold for you. Ready for this? Three point nine million dollars. Three point nine million dollars at auction for. But that's not all. When when you buy that guitar for three point nine million dollars, you don't just get the guitar, Scott. You get the white gloves from the video and you get the straight jacket. Wow. So my question to you is if you were that person, if it was you and you spent $3.9 million on the hot for teacher guitar, would you put it in a case or would you play the fuck out of it? Because you are a guitar player. I wouldn't play it. There's no way in hell. You wouldn't play it? Not I don't think so. It's four million dollars. Yeah, but those get that guitar is beat to hell and it's probably meant to be beat to hell, right? Oh my gosh. It's a Kramer, right? Is it that uh, was he playing a Kramer back I then? I think it yeah, I think by that time he was he had switched the Kramer. So he's playing the Kramer and come on, dude, think hard. 
Come on, you honestly wouldn't play that? No. Maybe maybe for a hot minute, but four million dollars? No way. Dude, I drop shit. Give <laughs> me times. You know what I do with my guitar that I'll never learn my lesson is that if I'm standing up and playing, when I take it off, I always jam the headstock into the ceiling. Oh, nice. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> How many times have you done that with your current EVH guitar? I do it all the time. Every guitar I've ever known has a chip in the headstock. So when I take it <laughs> off, I just I lift it up, and then I just hit the headstock on the ceiling. I've done it with every guitar I've ever owned. Well, Scott, you don't live in a cathedral. Ha-ha! <laughs> EVH joke. All right, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about in my opinion, is probably the funnest band to listen to that's out there. One of the funnest bands to listen to. That's right. We're going to talk the presidents of the United States of America. Stay tuned. Cause we gotta, 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 down, damn it. The weekend never ends on WMMS Cleveland. We are gathered here to remember rock and roll. Rock was born the rambunctious son of country western and blues. In the year of our Lord, 1955, on this day, the birth of rock and roll, gifted under the world a gyrating pelvis, a throbbing beat, and a pulsating rhythm, a sound so infectious and rollicking that it would endow previously scrupulous young minds with identity, individualism, and purpose, thus setting forth a multi-generational pursuit of all that is loud debaucherous and unholy. But, sadly, like all earthly endeavors, rock too must perish. Oh, we mourn the loss of rock and roll, with its ridiculously old standard bearers still on tour and charging ungodly amounts of mad jack to witness their long past the sell-by date asses on stage and with its chauvinism, misogyny, and whiteness no longer aligning with modern sensibilities, and with its aging, fist-shaking fan base kicking every would-be rocker off their proverbial lawn, rock has indeed passed into the celestial void. May rock rest in peace in eternal cacophonous slumber. Amen. Thank you for that, Scott. You are listening to the Rock and Roll Autopsy Podcast. The Autopsy Report. Welcome back, gang. That's right. We're going to be talking about one of the funnest bands to listen to, no matter what album you're listening to. It's the Presidents of the United States of America, a.k.a. Pot USA, a.k.a. Pusa. This song is Caroline's Booty. This song appears on the 10-year Super Bonus Special Anniversary Edition 
Uh, the song was written, I believe, in 1995. There's no wiki on the song, if you can believe that. Uh, Chris Ballou and the gang wrote the song. Uh, let's just hop right into it, Scott. Carolyn's Booty. Thank you, Rico. It's Rock and Roll Autopsy. It's the Presidents of the United States of America, Pot USA. Carolyn's Booty. We got to find out if it killed rock and roll. Listen, it's not pleasant, but someone's got to do it. It might as well be us, right? We got to do the dirty jobs that nobody else wants to do. All right, gang, to do so, we've got a proprietary scientific method proven through 72 podcast episodes to do the job. It's got five categories. They are gratuitous boomerism, excessive misogyny, wanton whiteness, malignant machismo, and culture vulturism. Rico, the band is the president of the United States of America. The song carolyn's booty gratuitous boomerism how do you score well uh thank you for that um objectifying women and referring to a butt as a booty um unfortunately has some boomerism to it we're not allowed to objectify women anymore even if there are living girlfriends and we're not allowed to refer to girls asses as booties anymore because that's sexualizing women we're not allowed to do that so unfortunately as much as i love this band as much as i love this song i gotta give it a i gotta give it a plus one for boomerism great ass yeah rico I and mean, you know if we're just gonna go on the age thing here uh christopher do you pronounce his last name baloo baloo that's correct 65 1965 the young man is uh 57 now but that is year one of gen x and correct i certainly think of hot usa as a quintessential gen x band you know okay. they are they're like kevin smith they're like pulp fiction they're like kurt cobain i mean this is it doesn't get any more gen x than pot usa and so i i struggle to give it i don't i see your point but i really don't want to score this heavily because i identify this band so much with our own generation i'm gonna go light i'm gonna i'm gonna recognize everything that you've just laid out but i'm gonna weigh it against how firmly I think they're ensconced as Gen X icons. And I'm going to split the difference and give it a 0.5. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. And again, it's painful for me to score this the way I did because presidents are one of my favorite bands behind rush, but science dude, science. I feel you, man. You're just staying true to the, uh, the formula. I get it. Yeah. All right, let's move on category two excessive misogyny and rico i have the lyrics up if you need to hear them i think you should hit me i caught a glimpse of carolyn's booty as she was going from the bathroom into my bedroom into my bedroom something about her curves did something to my penis she's got the curves just like on the venus de milo venus de milo Later on, I laid my hands on her. Later on, I laid my hands on her. Later on, I laid my hands on her. Later on, 
I caught a glimpse of Carolyn's booty as she was getting dressed for work in my room, in my room. I saw the moonbeam shine on her booty. I saw the sunbeam shine on her butt. I like it. Me like it. Great ass. <laughs> Do you need any more lyrics, Rico? No, I'm good. Because later on, he laid his hands on her. Um, yes. So if, if I'm if I'm wearing my 2023 hat, we're again we're objectifying women, very misogynistic. It's done very playfully, and clearly it's meant in a positive way because it. Let's face it, Chris Ballou just doesn't come across that way. The guy, in case you didn't know later on in his career started doing children's songs under the name of Casper baby pants. Um, they're really well-written very they're It's a fun listen. It's basically the president's geared towards kids. Um, so, I mean, knowing that, knowing that I know that Casper baby pants wrote this song, I can't give it a full one for misogyny, but I still have to go a 0.5 because of how the female is objectified. And in 2023, we are not allowed to objectify women, even if it's because we are really feeling very good about it. We're not allowed to do that. So I have to do a 0.5 reluctantly. Yeah, Rico, I listen. I can't let them get away with this. I have to stick to the science. I mean, mm -hmm. later on, I laid my hands on her is, I mean, for all you've already said it. I mean, this is something about her curves did something to my penis. She's got the curves just like on the Venus de Milo. Yeah. It's, it's guilty. I saw the sunbeam shine on her butt. I like it. Me like it. Me Probably like my it. Rico, probably my favorite part, though, is at the very end when this song almost references Smells Like Teen Spirit, because at the end of Teen Spirit, we hear Kurt Cobain, a mulatto, an albino, a mosquito, my libido. Yeah. And at the end of Carolyn's Booty, we hear curvaceous, so delicious, mm, nutritious, bodacious. <laughs> <laughs> It's almost the same kind of like rhythmic rhyming pattern yeah. at the end of teen spirit. <laughs> I didn't think of that, but that's fucking hilarious actually. <laughs> um, yeah, but unfortunately, listen, I think it's funny, but I have to have my 2023 glasses on. I've got to stick to the science on this. I can't get around a full one. Mm, yep. At science, dude. That that's why that's why this science works because it science knows no opinions. It just is. Let's move on to category three. This should be interesting. Wanton mm -hmm. whiteness, Rico Pot USA, Carolyn's booty. How do you score, sir? Um, obligatory point five because they're white. Um, they they've always have if you listen to i've listened to every album um and they they're the consistency with all of their albums that they have this kind of like chicken pick and funk kind of thing going on there um i i can't go i can't go full on 1.0 on this wanton whiteness category um 
because they do have enough funk to them that kind of takes it down a little bit. I will give them the obligatory 0.5, though. You know, Rico, again, I've got to award the 0.5. So now I have to ask myself, am I going to knock this all the way up to a one? Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, well, is this uniquely white to write a song of this nature? And I think, well, booty, a booty call. I'm thinking of booty as almost like urban terminology in a sense. Do you know That's what I right. mean? Correcto. And last week, we uh, we read the lyrics on our podcast. If you haven't listened to episode 72, please go back and do so. Um, last week, we read the lyrics to Wet Ass Pussy on the That's podcast, right. if you'll recall, in one of our greatest podcast moments. <laughs> Wouldn't it be awful if they played these podcasts like at calling hours during our funeral? <laughs> uh, I, I hope they do that. People will have fun here's the here's what this asshole contributed to society as he read the lyrics to wet ass pussy aloud on a podcast <laughs> an episode about a big brown beaver double entendre <laughs> Christ. but you know in that song we had lines like now from the top make it drop that's some wet ass pussy now get a bucket and a mop that's some wet ass pussy i don't see how that's really far removed from i caught a glimpse of carolyn's booty as she was getting dressed for work in my room i saw the moonbeam shine on her booty i mean they seem to be living in the same world right that's right so i think i'm gonna tap the brakes even though at first blush i was like oh yeah this song's white as fuck but i think <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and say you know what we've seen songs like this and lyrics like this elsewhere in music of all kinds from all backgrounds right so i mean maybe not written as poetically as something about her curves did something to my penis you know, that mystery, he's unsure what's going on down there, but he's certain that it's happening because of her curves. Maybe not quite as poetically, but we've seen it elsewhere. So I'm just going to tap yeah. the brakes and go with the 0.5. Although I just had a thought by, by this white dude from the West coast, is he, is it, I'm not changing my score and I'm not asking you to change your score either. But is it very white of him to appropriate urban lingo for his own purposes? Oh, is, is isn't that isn't that very white of him to do that? Yeah, are 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 urban people appropriating white man's language for their purpose? I don't see that happening too much. But are is Chris Ballou appropriating urban lingo with booty? With booty. Mm. <clears throat> I'm not changing my score, but it's just something to think about. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. I wonder if she mm, was mm, going mm. from the bathroom to the bedroom. I wonder if she was going to take a dump. Just thinking out <laughs> loud. <laughs> or maybe she did take a dump. Maybe she did take a dump and she was on her way back from it. Who knows? Maybe, maybe if we really wanted to dissect this thing, maybe she took a dump. And when he says something about, and, and, you know, her booty, right? Maybe she dropped yeah. a deuce and the smell was filling the bedroom. And what happened to his penis was he had wood, he had morning wood, and it actually got soft. And maybe it got it's soft. The opposite. 
And when he said, I laid my hands on her, maybe he was beating the shit out of her for making him go soft when he really wanted to have sex with her. But because she took a big stinky dump and now he lost his erection by him laying his hands on her, maybe he was like hitting her because he was pissed because now he lost his mojo. What if it's that? All right. Category four. We just went off the rails. Category four. <laughs> malignant machismo rico how do you score carol um yeah he's he's laying his hands on her um again the the objectification of the woman again 2023 hat here um he wants to he lay not not the, not i want to lay my hands on her not i'm hoping to lay my hands on her i'm fucking i laid my hands on her later on i laid my hands on her and he repeats it several times. But again, it's Chris Ballou. It's Casper Baby Pants. So I have to roll back the full one. I'm going to go halfway and do a 0.5 on Malignant Machismo just because he laid his hands on her more than once. Uh, it Really, like eight times. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and score this a full one because oh, I, feel like, nice. I feel like this is like... Um, from the male perspective, I don't know that it gets any more crude than <laughs> this song manages to be. It's uh, and we should note that the lyrics are not reflected in the music at all. The music is very kind of whimsical and playful, and the singing it's it's catchy. It's you know, it's not a dark sounding song. Nothing. No, that, it's it's everything. Presidents of the United States. Yeah. It's very upbeat lighthearted fun listen but the lyrics aren't reflective of the song no um but i'm gonna go ahead and give it a full one even <laughs> even for again the the smells like teen spirit like climax of the song curvaceous so delicious mm, nutritious bodacious yeah i'm gonna oh, give it a full one uh that sounds like a plan all right, let's wrap up this rock and roll autopsy. Category five, culture vulturism. Rico, how do you score? Well, um, at at first glance, Scott, one would listen to this song and think, wow, this is a super unique song. How could they be culture culturally appropriating anything chris ballou for god's sakes for most of most of his career with the presidents strung up a regular guitar with bass strings with two bass strings that's not culturally appropriating anything although i think he got the idea from another guy he was in a band with but not to appropriate anything they have such a unique sound um and the lyrics are so unique however again i feel like if I wear my 2023 hat, he's culturally appropriating urban lingo in order to make this song a fun listen. I got to do a 0.5 on this one for the booty, for the booty, for the booty term alone. It's going to be a 0.5. It's interesting because like musically, <clears throat> you mentioned the two bass strings on a guitar, you know, and they're a band that's again, they're, they're a two piece, correct? Uh, three. Yeah. Uh, guitar, bass and drums. Okay, so, so there are three. They're, they're a trio, yeah. Okay. Well, what they remind me of musically is like cigar box guitar bands. 
you know yep. like you think of like a three string cigar box guitar it's got a certain sound to it and you can go on youtube and listen to bands that or play full gigs that are like cigar box guitar bands they almost have that kind of blues fundamentalism to their sound you know this really primitive kind of stripped down sound um and that in and of itself could be somewhat, you know, I would, I would not call that vulturism, but I would say that it's kind of like expanding on previous kind of ideas and whenever people were forced to make music more primitively because of a yeah. lack of like equipment or poverty. Right. 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 Um, so they're kind of building off of that, which is kind of cool. And it really fits into the nineties, right? The creativity of the nineties and kind of the post grunge thing. So That's it right. really kind of works whenever you couple that with some really funny lyrics and some great melody and hooks you got something um but i think i'm gonna go ahead and i think i'm just gonna round it off and i'm gonna agree with you on a 0.5 because i do think they have an original sound but i do think that it's i do think it's kind of building off of a, a primitive blues kind of framework um in a weird way we've kind of seen like um like the black keys and the white stripes kind of build off of a similar kind of stripped down thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to go ahead and give it a 0.5 for culture vulturism. Nice. Nice. And to, to just to kind of take it a step further, what you were saying about the three string, uh, cigar box guitars, at least on this first album, Dave, the the guitar player, played with only three strings on his guitar so yeah and between between the two of them they only had five strings yeah <laughs> and i'd be willing to bet that they were playing with different tunings too um, which would oh be, for sure which for would sure. be what cigar box guitars again are you know usually in an open g or an open d tuning or something like that so i'm guessing they were probably which also that was a super grunge thing right to detune or do alternate tunings on your guitar so Right you know, it, it they fit very nicely. I do. I'll kind of circle back to gratuitous boomerism, where I really do feel like this is a quintessential '90s Generation X band. Um, but Generation X borrowed quite liberally from previous ideas and previous generations. You know, I remember bell bottoms came back in style in the '90s. Mm -hmm. Very, very true, sir. All right, Rico. So, what have you got for Carolyn's booty? What's your score? All right, I've got well, I've got a lot of a lot of crooked numbers here. Let's see. I've got three points today. But excuse me. I've got three point five for a total of six point five. Mm, science. So close. I thought for sure the way this thing was going. I thought for sure they were going to get vaporized, but again, the science works. It's super close to killing rock. Not quite though. What's funny is that I really held back on giving it a full one for wanton whiteness. Really holding back on that. And had right. I gone in, that's how close it was Rico. Mm -hmm. Super close. But again, dude, you pulled back because science and the science works. The science always works. The song landed exactly where it should have landed. I mean, it did its damnedest. It tried super hard to kill rock. It did. It really tried. Not quite, though. And, it, and with 2023 glasses on, the song isn't going to be met with open arms. But that's right. 
the science works. Sure. Final notes on uh, the president, Scott. At all. Um, enjoyed listening to it. I remembered this song. I think we discussed it briefly. Well, well gosh, a long time, an old episode yep. where we talked about favorite albums and you picked yep. this one. This sure is did. the uh, expanded edition. I think it's like a B-side to Fuck California, right? Yeah, so uh, this is the, again, the 10-year super bonus special anniversary edition. It's the first album with some greatest hits from their other albums and a bunch of demos. It's a fantastic right. listen. I would recommend this particular version of this album to everybody who loves music, or you can hit any of their other albums, but I'm a gigantic fan of these guys. Anytime I'm in a shitty mood, if, if I want a foolproof way to get out of my shitty mood, I throw on the presidents and it works every single time. The span is such a fun listen. What's funny about Carolyn's booty is Wikipedia says it's a B side of the fuck California seven inch. Yeah. And, and this is the funny part, various versions of the lump single. So can you imagine being someone in the mid nineties, maybe a young person who's going to buy their first record and they're not willing to commit to buying the whole thing, but they know they like that lump song. So they buy the single instead. <laughs> right. And the B side is Carolyn's booty. <laughs> so with Actually, Lump, you have like this super accessible, almost like children's song. And then on the B side, you get him seemingly unable to identify what's happening to his penis because of these curves that he's witnessed. <laughs> that that girl's butt is so mesmerizing that it's just it's just cog it's causing him a big giant mess of cognitive dissonance and he can't handle it. All right, gang, this has been Rock and Roll Autopsy. Rico, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. Have a good night, gang. We'll see you next week. Let me tell you, so the lyrics to real rock music is nothing more than satanic cyanide. Get it out of your house, throw it out, and burn it. It has no place in the house of the righteous. You guys, it was like a mistake. There's no mistake anymore. Follow us on Twitter at RNR Autopsy, or you can send an email to rock and roll autopsy at gmail.com. And if we run across anything good, we'll mention it in a future episode. Thanks for listening. Later. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs>